Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this episode on the 5th of August. It's a very significant day, a day that might come to define Indian politics for many years to come. And uh, we're recording this episode just after the ceremony has just concluded for the start of the construction of the Ram Temple in Ayodhya. Um, there's not much that needs to be said about this issue and its political significance, of course. So we're going to do two, two things in this episode of the In Focus podcast. We're going to first talk about some of the politics that's uh, underlying or sort of leading up to what's happened today. And then we'll talk a little bit about the ceremony itself and look at some of the symbolism of what was said and what happened during the ceremony. I'm joined today by Associate Editor Vergis George, who we often turn to for these big picture political developments. Vergis, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you, Jant. So nice to be with you again on InFocus. Right. So, um, as I said, we will move on to discussing the ceremony itself and what happened. Um, but kind of uh, just underlying all of it is the fact that um, what used to be once a very politically charged issue that uh, has defined Indian politics in some way for uh, decades um, now has now kind of turned into an issue on which there is only broad political consensus or it seems like it from uh, political parties across the spectrum. Um, how do you think we got to this stage? Jen, I think what we saw today in Ayodhya and uh, the statements that uh, came in the run-up to the event in Ayodhya, one thing is very clear. There is no political party in India that is fiercely opposed to the construction of a Ram temple in Ayodhya. Now, what does it signify? The significance of such a consensus, if you would like to call it, uh, barring there are political parties that operate in the geographical periphery of India, maybe the southern states, the left parties, may have a slightly different view on whether a temple should be built there or not. But political parties that have a stake in the western and northern, western, northern and central India, all of them are more or less uniform in welcoming a Ram temple. And some parties have been very effusive. I am talking not about the BJP right now. I am talking about the Congress here, including senior leaders like Priyanka Gandhi, uh, chief ministers like uh, Uvesh Bagel of uh, Chhattisgarh, former Chief Minister Kamala, they have all been quite effusive in welcoming the construction of a Ram Temple in uh, uh, Ayodhya. What does this signify, this, this broad consensus around the construction of a Ram Temple? And it has been a very controversial one, where the way we uh, got here to the beginning of, a of the construction of a, a Ram Temple in Ayodhya has been a very hugely controversial one. And in fact, it has actually tested the capability of India to remain as a secular country. From the destruction of a masjid that stood there until uh, 1992. And then the disputes, the riots that uh, have uh, become associated with the campaign for a uh, temple. All that we are uh, aware of. And these are recent history. I mean, banning 30 years and much before that. So this essentially, this uh, uh, kind of a support from all political parties indicate that India has fundamentally moved to being, being a country where majority religion cannot be questioned on the basis of uh, 
law and order, constitution, or other larger ethos. Political parties are under duress to fall in line or lose relevance in contemporary India. So, uh, one of the Hindutva ideologues, Govind Ajaria, put it very succinctly in an interview that he gave to PTI today, where he said Hindutva has become the primary color on the canvas of India. I would agree with him and uh, uh, I think that is going to be the nature and character of Indian politics for a uh, foreseeable future uh, to come. So I think the ceremony in Ayodhya and the statements around the ceremony, at the ceremony, all indicate to uh, this uh, possibility that India has fundamentally changed. Right. So I think we'll sort of move on toward the end to discussing what this means for the shape of Indian politics going forward right. now that there seems to be this broad consensus around, um, as you said, like it's it's sort of like the victory of Hindutva in this kind of forging of this political equation that is there now. Right. Um, but let's just talk about um, what happened at the ceremony itself. Um, I just want to get your impressions on what you thought really stood out to you about uh, today's ceremony. Uh, there were some important speeches made by the Prime Minister, of course, but also the RSS chief. So let's just kind of go over both. Yeah, right. So it was a, the ceremony itself was remarkable for the symbolism it evoked and the articulation of the idea of India and India's future, India's uh, past, and what India is trying to achieve by uh, seeking to construct a temple for Sri Ram at the site. So uh, it have uh, so 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 the most remarkable thing about the ceremony was how the construction of a Ram Mandir in Ayodhya was equated with uh, the progress of the nation. So Ram Mandir was equated as Rashtra Mandir not only in uh, speeches that were given at the uh, ceremony. It was. Uh, also described as such by the national broadcaster, the Durdarshan, in the commentary that it was giving. So, Ram Mandir is not any other Hindu temple. Uh, you have hundreds and thousands of uh, Hindu temples uh, in this country, but this is a Rashtra Mandir. This is uh, a temple of the nation. So, that uh, erasure of that border between what is what constitutes nation and what constitutes Hindu religion, that uh, that, that, that boundary has been erased and there is an equation of Hindu religion with India as a country. And that was quite outstanding in the ceremony today. I have not, I've, I've, I've observed Hindu ceremonies, though I am not a practicing Hindu in that sense. I've seen Hindu ceremonies, but I've not come across Hindus, uh, a temple ceremony where the slogan Bharat Mada Kijay is involved. So it was very interesting to note that the officiating priest himself uh, more than once, raised the slogan of uh, Bharat Mada Kijay. Now, in the speech of uh, the RSS Sarsang Chalak, uh, Mohan Bhagavat, he actually presented India as an idea that the future, uh, that is not India's future alone, but the world will come to listen. So, he alluded to two systems that have failed the world. So he did not name those systems. I presume he may, may have been referring to capitalism and communism because if you look at his speeches in the past, he has uh, mentioned, uh, named both these systems as failed ones, capitalism and communism. So he is saying that the world may have experimented with other systems, but now everybody is asking, is there a, another way? And here we are offering the world 
another way that is the india way india's place in the world how that will uh, uh, play out when it came to say prime minister modi's speech which is, he spoke at length and he was very evocative and very emotional and strong as he has always uh, been so he created a, an imagery of ayodhya as a kind of a center of a, a of a geography uh, which constitutes the india uh, as the nation at its exists today so he went on to uh, cite different versions of the uh, the the, the ramayana story he cited the tamil one the telugu one the odia one the kannada one the the, the kashmir one um, and the malayalam one so essentially making the point that this is a story that unites the entire uh, length and breadth of india which i think was very powerful and that by doing that he created uh, an argument that okay ayodhya again uh, this temple is not any other temple this is the rashtra mandir or the nation's temple or the national temple he did not stop there he in fact then went on to sort of uh, expand the same analogy and uh, spoke about the uh, shri ram uh, the, the 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 memories of the or the mythology of uh, uh, bhagwan ram in countries like indonesia cambodia malaysia thailand iran china sri lanka nepal so he, there he was actually Uh, taking a cue from uh, what the sangha chalak said and then presenting india as a kind of a, a center of a cultural universe which does not limit itself within the geographical boundaries of the political india as we know today but beyond that into the into different parts of the world so in many ways so he he uh, he presented it in a strong manner and he uh, sort of made that case that okay shri ram bhagwan ram connects us to a past that we may have lost at some point in time but we have reclaimed that glory of the past and now he emphasizes his point that now ram and ram temple is not merely a symbol of our past but he said that this is a symbol of our modern nation and its progress so presenting the 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 construction of a ram temple in ayodhya as a symbol of india's progress into the uh, coming decades i think that was a very clever and potent uh, mixing of a religious idiom for india as a country again i will repeat my uh, the, the, the conclusion to the earlier question that you raised which is that so this fundamentally proposes to change the character of india as a modern secular republic and a remaking of that idea of india is uh, i think reached a new stage i think with the with the with the with the beginning of a, a construction of the ram temple in ayodhya yeah the symbolism of the ceremony itself uh, was fascinating and as you said um, you know as indian politics is as the idea of india seems to be getting remade i kind of want to just close um, i just have basically one more question in this podcast which is to ask um where do you think indian politics is poised right now because uh, for many of us so indian politics as the sort of major push and pull being this battle between secularism and hindutva um once you lose this kind of polarity because you do need this kind of polarity for successful politics um where do you think it kind of goes from here the, is this in some way like a complete remaking of indian politics well i think uh, if we uh, that is a very appropriate question for the day i think uh, 
if you look if you focus on the word secularism or the concept secularism i think uh, that has now been buried for all practical purposes it, today's ceremony right. if by secularism if we mean that a separation between the state and religion i think that separation has been knocked down it was actually a consecration of a religion as the state religion of india though it may not have been written into the constitution of india but by uh, the symbolism of the ceremony and by the, uh, the the manner and the method in which we have come to uh, today uh, is actually signifies the fact that india is a hindu country india is a hindu rashtra and that is a reality that everybody has to live with even if you do not agree with it that is what the message of today was now within that thing how that will play out how that will progress into the future there are various possibilities that we could one could uh, decipher in today's events and ceremony itself because prime minister modi said he invoked sri ram as a ruler how he treated all his citizens equally and not only that he mentioned how ram was a just king who was very particular about treating all his citizens equally but also he was mindful of the fact that the poor people the vulnerable people the weak people children old uh, people uh, uh, the the women of the society they all require special attention of the rulers according to prime minister modi's interpretation of uh, shri ram's uh, raj dharma his, uh, his, his 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 duty as a king shri ram symbolizes all these things so now if that is the doctrine that will drive india into the future then uh, there is nothing that we need to quarrel about uh, uh, being india being a hindu rashtra that is what it will actually be in practice and in translation but if this is a signal and if this is dog whistling to a majoritarian uh, or majoritarian or sectarian instincts among the population and that becomes a kind of uh, instrument for political mobilization mobilization into the future i think then we will be uh, we will be looking into some kind of uh, turmoil uh, which might actually come sooner than we think after the triumphalism uh, that we see among a section of it we can only hope that uh, prime minister's interpretation of uh, bhagwan shri ram and many other well meaning people have uh, uh, cited the fact that uh, what ram stood for uh, so if that is uh, what today's ceremony uh, is uh, reckoning uh, in terms of uh, a just society where uh, the rule of law and justice uh, prevails i think then uh, we will be happier uh, to to look back and see what happened today and um Vagi said a lot of uh, political parties uh, once again to just ask the question in another way um there are a lot of political parties that have defined themselves as secular parties that is uh, the congress of course mainly but also uh, the samajwadi party other parties in that in that ilk um is this uh, is this a fundamental changing of their politics too well i think yes uh, because parties that uh, uh, have chosen to describe themselves as uh, secular parties in the past so if they continue to call themselves secular i think uh, i think the meaning of the word may have changed because as uh, we 
cited the Indian constitution also describes India, characterizes India as a secular country. Despite the description, uh, something has happened which does not fit the classical definition of what is secularism. Now, there could be parties, these parties might continue to describe themselves as secular parties, but by taking a position that is pandering to the Hindu sentiments. Now, the rights and wrongs of that is not what we are getting into. Yeah. In fact, uh, the political parties refuse to get into the rights and wrongs of uh, how we got to the beginning of the construction of a Ram Temple in Ayodhya. Because all of them think that those are irrelevant debates because whatever has happened is happened, today is a new beginning. So if the foundation of that beginning is a surrender to majoritarian sentiments and we do not really address the underlying fault lines and heal those fault lines, then it is going to be a difficult period that we might encounter in the, in the coming decades. But right. again, as we said, if this is a moment of reconciliation and there is concerted efforts uh, from the people who actually were the protagonists of uh, protagonists of this this situation and the Ayutthaya movement, I think this could also be the beginning of uh, a healing and progress. To conclude the answer on your question about other political parties, I would uh, repeat that political parties that have a stake in central, uh, northern and western India, uh, they will, whatever they call themselves, secular or otherwise, they uh, do not have the leeway to challenge uh, Hindu sentiments or even Hindutva politics as defined by the Sangparivar. In, in at least in the foreseeable future. Vergis, uh, we'll end it there. This has been a short but really interesting conversation on this momentous day, what might come to be, as I said in the introduction, be seen as a kind of pivotal day for Indian politics. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jayant. Uh, enjoyed the discussion and look forward to it.